you're listening to Boss Up, the podcast for purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and side hustlers. I'm your host, Jessica Alexander. I'm the founder and CEO of Operation Evolve, an author, speaker, coach, and the creator of Boss Babes Brunch Tour. It's my personal mission to help you gain clarity, discover your passions, and walk in your purpose. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to today's episode of Boss Up. It's your girl, Jessica. And today we're tackling the topic of sales. Yes, sales. And I know that this is something that is difficult for a lot of people because there are so many classes, there's so many trainings, there's so many coaches in this area. And you might find yourself in a space where you are wanting to increase your sales, to increase your clientele, to make more money in your business, but you're hitting the wall. I'm going to go into five really important things that you need to know if you find yourself in a position of not getting the sales that you need. So buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Get your pen and paper ready and let's dive into today's episode. So let's get into things today. I'm going to be sharing with you five reasons as to why you may not be getting the sales that you want in your business. And I really want you to take some time. This episode is not going to be long, but grab your pen and paper, pull out the notes app on your phone, and let's really dig into these topics because I truly believe, and I say this every single time I speak to someone, that you can achieve the goals that you want in your business. The goals that you set in place, they are very achievable. There's nothing that's too outlandish, but you do need a process in place if you want to make them happen. So let's just dive into things. The first reason why you might find yourself not making the sales that you desire is that you have a poorly defined audience. Yes, I know that you want to sell to everyone because you want to be this international worldwide brand. But when you're first starting off, it's so important for you to find your niche or niche, however they want to say it. There's a a phrase that goes, the riches are in the niches, so which is why no one knows how to pronounce the word. I think it's niche, though. But you need to find your niche because if you're trying to sell to everyone, you're really selling to no one. It's, and even when you think about these huge corporate brands, they even have target markets or market segments that they they target their marketing dollars to. So if you're out here saying, oh, I want to be internationally known. I want everyone to know my name. I want everyone to have my product and service. That's great. That's feasible, but you're not going to start there. You need to start with identifying an audience who you see using your product or service. You can't be for everyone. You have to niche down. So here are a few factors you need to consider as you are developing out that niche for yourself. So the first thing is going to be age. You know, what is the, and it doesn't have to be a specific age, it doesn't have to be 35, but what's an age range of your target audience? What's the family size? Are they single? Are they married? Are they divorced? Are they widowed? Like, what does their family look like? Do they have children? What what does it look like? What's their income? Because that's a very big factor as well. You know, if you have a high-end product and you're trying to sell to someone who makes, you know, they're a part-time employee making $20,000 a year, there's going to be a mismatch. So you need to figure out, you know, what type of income is my target audience making? And what are their pain points? That's a really big thing in selling your product or service. 
you know, I use lashes a lot in my examples. I'm not sure if you've noticed that if you listen to a lot of the podcast episodes, but hear me out. If you sell lashes and you're reaching out to people who don't even wear makeup, then it's going to be a mismatch. They don't need it. There's no desire for them to feel or look glamorous. However, if you are targeting pageant contestants or models or people who just like to look fly all the time, like that's going to be who you need to target. That's who you're going to need to put your product in front of. But a lot of times we're just trying to be for everyone and we're trying to get everyone to know about what it is and what we do. And we find ourselves just exhausted and really not making any sales because as I stated earlier, if you're selling to everyone, you're selling to no one. So you need to define who your audience is and start creating your marketing and putting yourself in front of them. Now, the second reason why you may not be making the sales is that you're not showing up as an authority in the space that you're in. And this is really important because I found myself in this position as well. I remember when I first started Boss Babes Brunch Tour, well, it was Montgomery Boss Babes Brunch when it first started in 2016. My mindset was, well, I don't want anyone to feel like anyone is, you know, better or in charge. And what I was saying was that I didn't want to show up as the person. I was afraid to put myself in front as the leader of this brand because I didn't want anyone to have a negative perception of me. And that's something I had to work out and go into my prayer closet over. But being an authority and seeing yourself as superior are two different things. And as you are leading a business, you need to start seeing yourself and positioning yourself as a leader. You can lead and still have great relationships with the people who are coming to you as clientele, but you cannot try to be, and I hate to say it this way, but on the same level, because if you are a coach, if you are an owner of a brand, if you are the person who's providing the results for somebody, you are helping them elevate to another level. And it's going to be difficult for you to sell yourself as a leader if you're saying that you're on the same level as the client. Now, you cannot take that in the wrong way. And I took it in the wrong way for such a long time. But just because I have a certain skill set doesn't mean that I am, quote unquote, better than the people I'm trying to reach. But I have something that's going to help them elevate to their next level. And in order for me to help someone elevate, I have to be at a higher level. So you need to show up as an authority in the space if you're wanting to get the clientele. And what I found, and I'm really giving you some examples from my own life, is that I was trying to be too homegirly, if you will, with my clients, which is why I posted uh, not too long ago. It's like, don't call me sis, because I don't like to interact with my clients like that, especially if we don't have that working relationship. And for a lot of times we're trying to be too friendly, too buddy-buddy, and that's not allowing us to really show up as the authority figure that we are when we are leading a brand. And this is really specific to our, our coaches, our um, consultants. If you provide any type of service-based um, business, you need to be able to show up as the problem solver, the person who has the solutions, the person who can lead me to my next step, to my next level. But if you're so focused on trying to be friends with everyone that you are trying to attract as clients, you're going to attract friends and not clients. And what's more important to you in your business? Do you want a whole bunch of people who are like, oh, that's my homegirl. I love her. Or do you want paying clients so that you can pay your bills? So 
if you're trying to show up as an authority figure when it comes to pitching and selling clients, here are a few things that you need to do prior to the call. First, you need to be organized when having your session with them. You can't be all over the place and just trying to be buddy-buddy and making it seem very casual because like I said, if they're contacting you for a service, they're looking for results. And if you are just trying to be their friend, then how are they going to be certain and confident that you're going to be able to give them the results they're looking for? You need to do research, not only on them, but on their industry so that you can that you can know what to pitch them, that you can know what problems they're facing and potentially give them solutions on the call. And more than anything, sorry, I'm flipping the pages. You need to make sure that they feel comfort, confident in you as a coach, not as in a person like, oh, she's cool because anyone can be cool. But you want to know, oh, she's going to she's going to get me some results. So show up in your power, like own the power that you have to provide your client with results. Whether you are styling them for an event, whether you're doing their makeup, whether you're selling them an outfit, whether you are coaching them, whether you're teaching them how to sell, whether you're creating graphics for their business, you need to be able to show up as an authority in your space and let them know that they are, that they can put their problems in your hands and you're going to create solutions for them. Own your power. The third reason, and this is, I probably should have saved this for last, but I'm going to go ahead and get into it now. This is going to be a little bit longer, so let's get into it. You're scared to sell and you're scared to pitch people who you don't know. You know, it takes more than having a great product or service to sell it. And you might be listening to this knowing good and tea well that your product and service is better than some of your competition, but they're outselling you because they are actively selling to strangers and building their audience and their prospective client list. And this is why people get so aggy when friends and family don't buy from them because instead of actually identifying marketing and selling to strangers, you want the people who are in your on your social media feed to share your stuff. You want your friends and family to share your stuff and text everyone in their phone book about what you're doing, even though you're not paying them. Instead of actually facing your fears of selling to strangers, because that's what you're going to have to do if you want your brand to grow. You are not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to build a seven-figure brand by only selling to people who are on your Facebook friends list. You're not going to be able to do it by just selling to people who might just happen to see your post on Instagram. You have to be active in your process of prospecting potential clients and actively selling to them. You cannot be passive and accept and expect to make money. It just doesn't work that way. So you have to get out of the shallow end of the pool. You have to stop being passive. You have to stop just posting one thing to social media or being in your um, in your Instagram stories. You have to just stop posting something on Facebook casually and tagging every single person and hoping that that does something. It doesn't. Let me go and tell you right now. You have to do better. You can't just pray and cross your fingers and hope that someone books an appointment. So instead of doing that, we're going to be active. And this is where you really need to pull out your pen and paper because you got some homework that you need to do. First thing is identify three people or three organizations who could benefit from your product or service. Write down three reasons why these three people could benefit from your product or service. 
write out two results that you will give them. And then I want you to reach out to that person in with the goal of having them schedule a call with you. And here's my disclaimer on this. You will not always get a favorable response. Some people might just look at that message and roll their eyes. Some people might look at that message and double tap it, especially if you're sending it via DM. But there are going to be people who say, oh, wow, this looks like something that I'm interested in. Let me book the appointment. What do I have to lose? But if you never actually put that out there, how is anybody going to know what you're selling? How are people going to know to come to you if they don't know you exist, if you never reach out to them? I mean, there are people who are actively looking for certain results in their business. So let's say, for example, you know you want to lose weight and you're like really active about making it happen this year. You're going to actively seek out a, um, what do you call it, a, a coach, um, a trainer. There we go. Couldn't find my words. You're going to actively seek out someone to help you with meal plans because it's something that's a priority for you. But a lot of times people don't know what they need until you present it to them. So you might come across social media and you're a social media um, coach and you see someone's feed is all over the place and that they their graphics don't match or their their um, their filters are all over the place. Their photo quality is poor. And you can say I can help them increase their engagement by 25 percent with these few things. And you can present that to them. And they didn't even know that their social media feed was a hot mess. They thought that getting three likes on the picture was the move. But you have that information that they didn't know they needed. But because you presented it to them, now you've opened the opportunity for you to make a sale and include a client into your portfolio. So you have to be active about it. You have to identify for yourself who it is that you want to sell to and give them a reason to schedule that appointment. And once you lock that appointment in, you have to be ready to sell. All right. Now, the fourth thing is that you're impatient and you don't have any stay in power. This is a problem for a lot of people. And the reason why I want to talk about this, because if you listen to the first episode, you know, I used to sell cars back in the day. I was no good at it. But what I did learn as a car salesperson was that everyone who comes on the lot for that one time isn't ready to buy on that day. Sometimes people are just looking around. Sometimes people are just checking out different prices. Sometimes people are just doing something to pass the time. And if you are only expecting immediate sales and you're only expecting to get that yes the first day, you have the potential to just blow people off who don't give you that yes. And you don't want to do that. You want to have some staying power because there have been times where I've had someone come on the lot. They'll call me every single day asking a billion questions. And it's easy to get frustrated because you're just like, when are you just going to when are you just going to buy the car? I don't have time for this. You either in or you out. But if I continue to nurture that relationship, two months later, they come in and they're ready to buy. Maybe there are a few things that they needed to get in order. Maybe they wanted to get some money together. They wanted to get their credit better so they could get a better interest rate. A lot of factors go into why someone does not say yes that day. But it's up to you as the person who is leading the sales process to identify that, but to deliberately nurture the relationship in the meantime. So you can't be quick to give up just because someone isn't ready. 
you know, right now that I'm recording this episode, we're in the end of January 2021. And earlier this month, I onboarded a client who had their first appointment in March of 2020, but we had our first interaction in September of 2018. You can't just write people off. You have to give people an opportunity to get ready. And when the time comes, you'll be ready to close that sale. So don't, don't, don't just write people off. That's a, that's a bad thing to do. Nurture the relationship, follow up. That's going to be the last point, by the way, but you have to continue to build the relationship with people. Because if you're talking about a high ticket purchase, you know, a five figure coaching program, uh, you know, four figure, um, course, whatever it is, that's not something that someone's just saying, oh, here's my here's my debit card, at least not everyone. There's some people who are ready to buy on the spot and there are other people who need a little bit more time. But when we're talking about high ticket prices, high ticket items, you're not just going to get that first, okay, here's my $20,000. Thank you. Now, especially if we're talking about individuals. Now, for some corporations and companies who might have bigger budgets and are prepared to do that, yes. But especially if you're doing um, direct-to-consumer sales, you have to make sure that you take all of those things into consideration. But you need to have some stay in power. And even in addition to um, making sure that you're patient with the clients, you have to be patient with yourself in learning the sales process. You have to be patient with figuring out what works best for you. I look back at my initial coaching packages. I look back at my initial pricing and so much has evolved over the years. But if I had stuck with that original model and saw that things weren't working out and I just gave up, then I wouldn't be here right now. So you have to have some staying power with yourself as well. You can't get frustrated if you get no after no after no. What you need to be able to do is take those no's and figure out why there was a no behind it, which is why it's so important to ask questions when you are getting um, hesitation from potential clients to ask those questions and overcome those objectives, those objections, because they're going to help you sell better. They're going to help you create better products and better services in the future. But if you don't have any stay in power, If you're impatient, if you quit just because things get difficult, then you're not going to see those results. Now, the last thing I already hinted to it is that your follow-up game is weak. That's right. You don't follow up with anyone. You pitch and you just hope they call you back. Guess what? That's not gonna work. You know, I lost a car sale one time because I didn't follow up with somebody in time. So they came, they were interested, they were, they had their money ready, but they just needed to check on a couple more things. And I let too much time pass by. And by the time I followed up, she had literally purchased the car from someone else who was a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more ready, who had a better desire to make that sale than I did. So it was something I could have had, had I simply followed up. And that's the problem that many people have is that you think that you're the only person that a potential client is speaking with. And it's really arrogant on our part sometimes to think that we're the only option for someone because we're not. And if you are not on top of it, they are going to go to someone else. Because trust me, if I'm pitching, if I have three people who've come to me and they're 
or if I go to three people and I'm looking for someone to do my taxes and person A gives me a great pitch and I'm excited. Person B gives me a great pitch and I'm excited. Person C gives me a good pitch and I'm excited. But only person C follows up the next day with a thank you for your time. I'm here to answer any questions for you or even better, they they set up a follow-up date and time with me. Like that person obviously wants my business more. And as someone who, if I'm buying, if I'm paying for a service, like I want someone who's actually eager to work with me, not somebody who is just like, okay, well, thanks. I'll holler at you. Like, no, I need someone who is excited about working with me, who is passionate about what they do and ready to get the ball rolling. Not someone who is casually emailing me three weeks later to see how things are going. It don't work like that. So you have to recognize that as a person selling a product, as a business owner, you're in control of the sales process. And that's my that's my overall philosophy. Like, even when you don't get a yes during your, inter, your initial interaction with someone, you need to, this is very key. You need to set a time and date to follow up. Don't be like, being passive in sales is not going to get you the sale. And I'm not saying blow up their phone every single day. I'm not saying visit their house, call their mama. Like, don't do any of that. But set a follow-up time and date. So let's just say a person is, I need to check with my husband, which is something that you'll hear a lot. <laughs> let me check with my spouse. Let me, you know, let me get a few things in order. Okay, great. I want to follow up with you on Monday at 1.15. Does that time work for you? And if they say, oh, I don't know. Well, what's a good time for me to call? You need to lead that process. You can't just wait around for someone to say, oh, you know, no, because they're they're not going to follow up with you, especially if they're on the fence. Now, if they're ready to go, like they're going to be ready to go and they're going to make sure things are in place. But if someone's like on the fence or they need a little bit more nudging and I'm not saying coercion, but a little bit more nudging because they need the product or they need the service, but they're a little hesitant to pull the trigger. You need to make sure that you are on top of things in that sales process. So set up a follow-up time or date. And then also make sure that you are communicating, do a recap of the call, provide some potential solutions for them to build that rapport. And ask questions about what's giving them a little bit of hesitation about moving forward. Because again, a lot of times people have objections in their mind and they haven't necessarily vocalized them to you. So there could be something as simple as, well, I don't know if I have the time for this or, you know, maybe you have a high ticket price, a high ticket item and they're worried about whether or not they can afford it or not. So in their mind, they're like, oh, my gosh, I, you know, that's a that's a big investment. I don't know if I'm ready. But if you never ask them and you might even have a payment plan option set up for them that will break up this five figure investment into something smaller to help them manage it better that would give them more confidence to move forward with you. But if you never ask, they're not going to know. So you need to ask questions. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, well, what's giving you hesitation? Or I hear a little bit of, hear a little bit of doubt in your voice. What's, what's going on? Like ask those types of questions to the people you're speaking with. And of course, depending on the level of rapport and relationship you have is going to be how you ask those questions. But nevertheless, you need to ask questions to them. But do not pitch a service and never follow up with anyone. You will lose them, especially if you wait too late. Because if you're like me and you know about the sales process because you've worked in sales and you as, as a service provider, I have to sell and pitch clients all the time. 
if someone doesn't follow up with me, like, I was like, obviously, you, you don't want to work with me. Or at least not as bad. You know, and that's just how I feel. Like, if I don't get a follow-up email or a follow-up call, then I'm just like, well, maybe, maybe they're too busy to work with me. Or maybe it's just not a priority for them. But that's my personal opinion. Other people feel different ways. But I know that when it comes to building rapport and closing the sale, you need to make sure that you are like securing time to speak with them, securing time to follow up, to answer questions, to make sure that they're confident to move forward with you. But if you just let that slide and if you're passive, you will likely not get the sale. So let's just review everything we talked about. If you are finding yourself not making any sales in your business and not closing on your clients, the first thing is that you might have a poorly defined audience and you need to take some time to figure out who you want to sell your products to. And that, again, you might have the desire to be an internationally known brand. You want to be like Nike and Apple, but it's you have to start somewhere. Nike and Apple first started with a clearly defined niche audience. And you have to do the same thing for yourself. Secondly, you need to show up as an authority in your space. You cannot be everyone's homegirl. You cannot be sis to everyone. You have to position yourself as the person providing the solutions, not the BFF. Now, you can be BFF after you close the sale <laughs> or after you work with them for a little bit. But trying to be besties with the person that you're securing as a client is not a great um, sales method. Just don't do that. Third thing is that you're scared to pitch and you're scared to sell to people you don't know. You need to get out of the shallow end of the pool of trying to pitch to your friends and family on Facebook and on Instagram. You have to start finding your target audience and selling to them. And you can't be scared. And it, you know what? It's going to be scary in the beginning because it's something that you're not used to doing. And when you are putting yourself out there like there, like that, you you might feel a little bit of trepidation. But you, the more you do it, the more confident you'll get. And that's in anything. The more you do something, the more confident you'll get in doing it. So that's three. Third thing is that you are impatient and you don't have any staying power. You have to learn that every single sale is not going to happen like that. So sometimes you have clients who are eager beavers and they're ready to go. And I had one of those not too long ago. And those are great. It's incredible when you have that pitch and that client is ready to swipe that visa and go. But there are other times where relationships need a little bit more nurturing or that person may not be ready for that specific service at the time. So you need to nurture them a little bit more before they're ready. So be patient. Take your time. Don't throw people away just because they don't say yes immediately. Last but not least, you need to make sure you are following up with your prospects. Because trust me, there's someone else ready to sell to them. And if that person gets to them before you can close them, then you've lost the sale. And ain't that a shame? We don't want that. So as we're going into a new month, it is time for you to really show up and step up your sales game. Be gentle with yourself and recognize that a lot of this is a learning process. So I don't want you to listen to this episode and just be like, oh, man, I've been messing up. No, this is a learning process. And when you know better, you do better. So let's get to these sales as we go throughout the rest of the year. Even if you're listening to this in August or even in 2022, sales is a process. It's something that has to be learned and you will get better the more you do it. So if you 
found some value in today's episode, I really want you to screenshot and tag me at Jessica C. Alexander on Instagram and share what your takeaways from today's episode was. But I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will see you again soon. Thanks for tuning in. If you found today's podcast episode helpful, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share with your tribe. Also, check out coaching programs and upcoming events from our website, operationevolve.com. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next week.